So we are going to talk about procrastination today. We are going to co-work on some procrastination stuff together. That's the magic. I said in my Facebook post, informing you that this call was to come, that we would magically stop some procrastination. I put it in the little stars, which are the equivalent of air quotes. The magic isn't doing the work, of course. But we're going to make it bite-sized and make it more easy. Welcome to your Mindset Mastery class with your professor, me, Laura Catella. We have done another class on procrastination. That was a little bit more cerebral and theoretical, really diving into some of the underlying reasons why we procrastinate. Amy, so insightfully and with such incredible awareness into her own self avoidance yeah that's a big one that's a big one and then why are we avoiding what is it so i will recap some of those most common reasons but to get more in depth on any of those please do watch the or listen to the podcast because these get kind of edited up a bit and put over to the podcast on that Isa, can you please drop that link? Save this link, guys, if you're curious or if any of the reasons we tend to procrastinate that I'm about to share, if they hit you and you're like, oh, yeah, that one probably affects me. Go ahead and give that podcast a listen. And then when you do, you're able to leave a review. That is hugely, hugely, hugely helpful to me. And so I appreciate you guys doing that to help the podcast get into the ears of more folks who may benefit from it. So it'd be cool. So make sure you guys save that link. So some of the reasons why we procrastinate, not that you always need to know why. Do you need to know why to stop procrastinating? No, not necessarily. In fact, when you're sitting around and you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? It conveniently enables you to keep doing it. (laughs) So when you're stuck in those rumination loops, You could say, well, I don't need to know why. What is an action step or even a very small micro step that I could take, even if I don't know why I'm stuck? Coffee sip. At the same time, though, who doesn't love a little bit of insight into (laughs) their own doings and the reasons behind them? Procrastination can be a habit be a habit. You get an assignment in school, you don't care about the assignment, right? And then when the due date is the next day, your back is against the wall and you get it done. We've all learned to operate and succeed and achieve and fulfill what we need to fulfill when our back is against the wall. It's an incredibly powerful context Sometimes I have my coaching clients fabricate their back being against the wall just to get them to do something. I'm sure you could all recount a time where your back was against the wall and you got the thing done. And so when we procrastinate and we wait to that last second, we're just reenacting that same pattern and that same habit. Another common reason for procrastination 
is not being clear on what you really want. The decision net or the possibility net is too big, too wide. What do you want to eat? I don't know. Well, do you want pizza or a sandwich? It's easier to make a decision. (laughs) So are there times where you're sitting and you're stuck and you're rooted in inaction because you could do literally anything? Well, I could do anything. I don't know what I want to do, so I don't do anything. Can you give yourself more limited options? Can you create a constraint? Maybe a time one, right? Well, if I only had 20 minutes to do something, what would I do? If I had to do something that starts with the letter B, what would I do? (laughs) It doesn't matter what the constraint is so long as it's useful to you, right? And that will help you get more clear on what you really want. Because when your choices are limited, you know, I'll be darned. You're going to choose something that's more in line with your preferences. Relatedly, too many things, right? I have too many things I could do, and I'm doing too many things at once, and that leaves you stuck. Going after lesser goals. Ben Hardy, in his incredible book, Be Your Future Self Now, something like that. He shares that the greatest thing that takes you away from your big goal is going after a lesser goal. So when you spend time clicking buttons, doing more menial, not as leverageable, not as big picture tasks, but you still feel kind of good because at least you're clicking some buttons, right? At least you're not watching Netflix. But the trick there is that Are those smaller actions taking you away from the bigger goal? For me, this creeps up when I do stuff like video editing or even landing page or web page design. And since I'm kind of a Nazi with that stuff and everything has to be perfectly spaced and I'm in there making sure each space is perfect, You know, I'm like, Laura, you, this is a taking you away from the bigger goal. (laughs) Laura, this is a smaller goal. You got to stop just 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. (laughs) So you could throw a time constraint on that. You could still do those more menial things, but not to the extent where they take you away from the bigger thing. You have an opportunity to reorient towards the bigger thing. Fear of the unknown, maybe the biggest one. Maybe she encompasses a few of the others, right? Well, I kind of know what I want to do and I kind of know what I have to do, but I have no idea what the outcome is going to be because I've never done it before. Ah, Let me just not. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I know putting myself out there, making an offering, sending a high ticket proposal. Yeah, I know that's what I should do. But I have no idea if they're going to say no, if they're going to tell me I'm not worth it. I have no idea if there's going to be rejection, crickets, or hate. Eh, let me not. Let me format a web page instead. (laughs) So at least I feel like I'm doing something. Lack of belief. Feelings of doom and gloom. 
right? If you feel like, well, it's not going to work out anyway. Yeah. Why would you do it then if you felt like something was not going to work out? So you can either give yourself the prompt of, well, what's evidence to the contrary of my belief, right? Obviously, what you want to achieve has been achieved by someone else before. Work-life balance, somebody else has it, some semblance of it, right? So surely you can have it too. So there's no need to maintain the doom and gloom feeling. Another way you can begin to shift or chip away at doom and gloom beliefs What's a smaller step you could take in that good direction that'll likely yield a positive outcome? You know, you just send a, hey, how you doing? Type follow-up to a prospect, right? And they'll likely reply with, oh yeah, oh my gosh, I'm good, how are you? Oh yes, I totally forgot about that thing, (laughs) as they do. (laughs) Let's move forward with that. So instead of, Becoming overwhelmed by doom and gloom, you could zoom in a little bit in that moment. How can you make the task easier? And sometimes, this is where it gets complicated, sometimes we procrastinate because the thing just ain't right for you. It's it's not in alignment with your preferences. Your preferences are really darn important. But a lot of business, personal development, mindset, advice, I don't see them talking about working in alignment with your preferences. It's strange. So if you really, really, really dislike sales calls, as an example, yeah, one, you could figure out ways to do sales calls in a fashion that you like. You could open a sales call and say, I don't like sales calls, (laughs) but we're going to talk about you. I'm going to get a sense of what you need. And if there's a way I can help you, I'm going to offer it to you. Maybe that makes the sales call environment a little bit more palatable to you. So how could you take something you don't like and turn it into what you do like? Because you have every right and every bit of power within you to do that. So one of my mentors, Dan Nicholson, who I mention on every call, pretty much, as you guys know, you know, there's the line, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. But what he also runs it through is, well, can I make it a hell yes? You could always counter an opportunity. What could, what would it need to be to become a hell yes? Can I propose that? Sometimes you can. Somebody asks you to speak for their group. If you prefer not to travel, can you do it virtually? If you would require the opportunity to get people to sign up for your email list, (laughs) for your time speaking to them, can you ask, well, can I give folks the option if they want to sign up for my email list at the end? The other party says, oh, yeah, that would be great. And you've just turned a no into a hell yes. You get more out of it. 
And if in any one situation, somebody can't meet you at that spot, okay, then it's a no. That helps get you out of procrastinating on the whole thing, right? Or feeling guilty for something being a no. And ultimately, we can all still procrastinate. It's fine. Just do it for less time. (laughs) Procrastinate just for less time. I am working on a book. Many of you know it's called Vibe Tyrant. And when I mentioned to this acquaintance of mine, a gal who runs a publishing company, New York Times bestselling author herself, her name is Anna David, she goes, oh my God, send me what you've got so far for the book. And I realized, I'm like, well, <laughs> and so I read that message and I put the phone down and I start clicking buttons and <laughs> doing other stuff instead of that. I could have sent it to her immediately in a minute, right? <laughs> a little while later, I caught it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm procrastinating on this, right? Because I'm afraid of the unknown. I don't know what she's going to say. So about, it took about four hours total of me not catching that I'm procrastinating, right? Being inside my own jar and then catching I'm procrastinating and then stopping the procrastination, about four hours. Some folks procrastinate on something scary like that for four days or four weeks and then they forget about it or then they assume it's too late, right? Well, I said I was going to do that. I haven't, it's too late. It would be awkward if I followed up now. It would be awkward if I sent the thing now. Anybody ever have that? So if you can at the very least just procrastinate for less time, you'll get rid of all of that. So can you turn four days of procrastination into four hours? Sure. You can. And lastly... Can we procrastinate on self-doubt? <laughs> Can we procrastinate on feeling not worthy, not ready? Let's just switch what we procrastinate on into something that serves us to procrastinate on. Let's procrastinate on all of that other shit instead. Sounds like a good deal to me. If any of that resonated with you, gave you a little helpful insight, a little fun fun flip. This is what I do with stuff, right? Fun flip. Be sure to listen to the full, way more detail. They go into like scientific studies, different stories, blah, blah, blah. Podcast on procrastination. Don't, don't use it to procrastinate though, okay? <laughs> do it when you have downtime already, when you're taking a walk or something. Don't use it to procrastinate. Now, I said we would magically stop procrastinating right on the call. (laughs) Ha ha, Christine, I know. I know you guys. Sometimes I know you better than you know yourselves. (laughs) Because I do, I do the same. I do the things. I am no saint. Believe you me. So magically, we're going to stop a little bit of procrastination right Now, Issa is going to drop a worksheet for all of us into the chat. This is called the shot clock exercise that I made. You know, in basketball, 
A team has 24 seconds to shoot a shot. I'm pretty sure that's the right number. It's 24 seconds, right? I think so. I love basketball, but I don't, I don't know the details. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> 24 seconds. That ain't a lot of time. So they have a brutal time constraint to shoot a shot. Where do those most amazing, iconic, they become historic buzzer beater shots come from? Time's running out. Back's against the wall. He's got to shoot from half court. Of course they miss a lot of the time, but sometimes they make it too. Shooters shoot after all, which is one of my favorite little quotes. It always reminds me when I'm stuck in my head, well, shoot or shoot, just take a shot. It's okay. Pro baseball player, what? If he hits three out of 10 pitches, he's like in the hall of fame. He's the best three out of 10. (laughs) to be the best of the best. You don't need to hit every shot. (laughs) The more shots you take, the more you hit. So that's where the inspiration for this exercise comes from. Tangentially, one of my favorite little expressions, I say it to myself often, I promise, worth a shot, worth a shot. You know, I put an offering out there. It doesn't go exactly how I'd like. Well, it was worth a shot. Now I know. I quote a super high package. They're like, that's not in my budget. I'm like, worth the shot. I mean, how else was I going to get it? <laughs> I had no chance if I don't ask. But if you ask, you have a chance. And you get some information. You could potentially negotiate until you get to a place where it's a hell yes for all parties, right? So instead of feeling pain or regret or taking outcomes really personally identifying with the outcome of something i just simply say yeah it was worth a shot now i can move on it makes it so much easier bobby says how many shots did michael jordan miss when the game was on the line he still took the shot instead of dithering thinking they had no chance yeah a lot the answer is a lot and he still wanted the ball that's like a cleaner not even a closer a cleaner He doesn't care that he'd missed shots before. He's like, they better give me the ball. (laughs) They had better give it to me. So even if you borrowed a few percentage points of that, how much better off would you be? How much more would you do? How many more shots would you take? Just a little bit more. You don't got to be Jordan. (laughs) You just take a little bit. Okay, so Issa dropped our shot clock exercise into the chat. Was everybody able to pull that up? This should be fillable right on the computer. Of course, you're always welcome to print it out if you really love handwriting. It's an option for you. You could come and reuse this anytime. Anytime you need to get out of a funk. We have different categories and different prompts. And underneath that, when we get to pages three and four, I give some ideas and some examples. But before you look at those, you know, We'll try to come up with your own ideas. Just let's just see. <laughs> let's just see. Because what you, you know, come up with on your own might stand to be more useful to you because it's your brain saying, hey, you know, we really need to do this. So in the vision category, we have the prompt of what will I map out? Again, we often get into the habit of clicking buttons, solving smaller problems. 
instead of sitting down for 15, 20, 30 minutes and thinking a little bit bigger, right? Instead of that CEO time, when the CEO time could be so much more leverageable than formatting the spacing on a web page, for example. And the mapping out, right? It's not a results-oriented process. There's nothing on the line. It's low stakes. You're just brainstorming, putting some things on paper, getting them into the ether, letting the universe know that this is on your mind. Always a helpful thing to do. So if you've had an idea for something, offering, partnership, a book, live call you want to run, whatever. The action is simply, okay, I'll map that thing out. I'll say what it is. I'll say what some of the granularized steps are towards getting there. And I'll just let my brain and my hand and my sheet of paper play with it for 20 minutes. You could throw a time constraint on it. You're not allowed to do it for more than 20 minutes. See how fast that time flies by. The area of work, if you've had that lingering task that you very much know you need to do, commit to it. Okay, within 24 hours, 24 minutes, even better, I will get that thing done. There's a great, I follow this Instagram account, ADHD Hustlers. Doesn't matter if if you've been diagnosed with ADHD or not, but it's like... Um, tell me you have ADHD without telling me you have ADHD. I will dread for 24 hours the task that took me four minutes (laughs) to complete. Yes, they're just all about shrinking the dread. So when you jot down the thing you will do, you will complete it in X time frame. Just shrink the dread time. doesn't feel good to be in dread anyway. Save yourself the pain. In the area of leadership, what will I delegate? What will you film a training video video on? You know, there's so much that I still simply don't delegate because instead of taking the time to film the training video, I just do it. Mm -mm. And in the micro, I know all the things we say to ourselves, right? I know exactly how I want it. I do it the best. I could do it way faster. Okay, that's all true. But at scale, you're screwed, right? You can't scale like that. Whereas if you film the training video and you budget the time to film the training video, you've created an asset for your organization that you'll have forever. For anybody else who comes in, here's the training video. So even if I'm filming a video for Issa, and I'm not the best at this, I still mess up sometimes, but I will try my best, not that Issa will ever leave me, she's not allowed. (laughs) I'll try my best not to say, hey, Issa, just in case I ever need to send it to somebody else. And eventually, Issa already has a few, but Issa will have more people she delegates to. And so she could pass those videos right onto them. CEO stuff, not clicking the buttons yourself. In the area of thought leadership, what will I share slash teach? What have you been wanting to share? 
What have you been wanting to write or film a little ditty on? This thing. All right, I'll go get it done. I'll film my Instagram reel, whatever. And then what tends to happen when you start with something like that, you build up some momentum, you keep going. Well, I've wanted to share this. Ooh, that reminds me. I've also wanted to share this, et cetera, et cetera. Many of you work with clients, right? Many of you service clients in different ways. Useful thing for you to create your client stories. Have you written down or voice recorded? Medium doesn't matter. But have you done that for every single client you've ever served? So-and-so came to me. They needed this. I went through this process to give them this. They experienced this. Have you done it for every single client you've ever served? You will blow your own mind when you start doing that. And you'll have so much more clarity on the material to share with your audience and your communities. Every single one. People will say, I don't have anything to say. Bullshit. (laughs) You got a ton. The easiest way to think of marketing, it was uh, Parmise who said this just yesterday, is write about the stuff you love to do. Mm -hmm, Right? Mm -hmm. We love to write copy. We love to work with our coaching clients. We love thinking up big ideas. We love the research, whatever it is. All right. Just write about that thing you love to do so much. (laughs) Makes the task of marketing so much easier. And set aside the time just for that. Because what we'll often do is, well, I need to do this thing to achieve this outcome, right? Then we get tied up in the outcome. That's where the fear of the unknown comes in. But if you set aside the time to just write it, you're not even worried about where to post it yet. Shit, you're not even allowed to post it. I'm going to take that away. (laughs) You're writing it just for you. Now there should be no pressure on the outcome or how it's received. Thank you, Lynn. Have a good meeting. It was a joy to see you. Next week, yes, we're back on. Sidebar, these are a lot of categories and these are a lot of prompts. You don't have to do all of them. (laughs) Whatever gives you something that's like, oh, yes, this, do that. Okay? And then come back, revisit. And if you're feeling stuck and you're in the procrastination rut, come back, revisit. And when you're ready, try something that you don't feel like you have an immediate answer for. Because that's where creativity will come from, right? In the creative realm, what experiment can I begin? Marketing is experimentation. That's really all it is. And I say that because there are a lot of marketers right, who hang out with me, no matter what their specific domain of expertise is, and we hang out in these communities with a lot of other fantastic marketers. A lot of pressure. I got to try something and smash it right out of the gate. That's what marketing is. Fuck no. No, it's not. (laughs) 
Marketing's trying something. Okay, I see this sort of response, this resonance. This person DM'd me. How might I modify? How might I tweak? Right? I packaged and promoted my offering in this way. How might I change the wrapping paper? You don't got to change the offer itself, just the wrapping paper. Given that, that's what marketing is that ongoing process again and again and again. So you think about it in terms of experiments, removes the pressure, gives you some openness to get even more creative. If you had to come up with the weirdest experiment possible, what would it be? Give yourself more constraints, make it fun. Hilariously enough, you know, I made this before chat GPT. <laughs> and if any of you have gone through Game Frame, my copywriting course, it's just like a shit ton of prompts before chat GPT. I have been trying to prompt your brains for years. <laughs> chat GPT comes out. Now everybody cares about prompts. I see. I'm still going to run all the Game Frame prompts to chat GPT and see what it does. See if we update it for that. Moving along in the category of health, we all know how important our health is, right? The state of our body, the state of our mental health, forcing factor, first principle, leverageable, impacts everything else. So what's, a, what's something I could do for my health? Can I get in the cold plunge? Can I end my shower with 20 seconds of cold water? I can. Do I want to? <laughs> One time. Can I walk? Yes. Can I take a walk? I know I should be taking those 20-minute walks. Ah, screw it. Let me do it right now. You know, the way sometimes when we're shooting on ourselves, I should walk. I should walk. I reframe it in my head. Oh, this is my body telling me it wants to walk. <laughs> Let me give it what it wants and go walk. Go drink the green juice, whatever. So in the area of health, what can you do? Your mind frame. What expansion will I invite? What thought has been fucking me up? <laughs> kind of like Amy so divinely opened us off with. I know I've been avoiding. All right. What's the belief? What's the thought that's triggering this avoidance? How am I going to flip it? How am I going to give it a fun flip? Like Laura talks about. What evidence of the contrary will I look for? if you set the intention for that, it's so much more powerful instead of just hoping it sort of happens all on its own. Because when you shift those little beliefs and those little thoughts, the actions follow suit, right? If you believe nobody cares what you have to say, you won't say anything and no one will care. <laughs> If you believe, well, yeah, I think, I think some people will care you know, what I have to say. You'll say something and people will care. <laughs> so can you shift those beliefs even just a little bit or just fucking 180 them? Why not? Give it a shot. Worth the shot. Relationships also very important, leverageable, first principle, and they make you feel good. Social connection, huge component of well-being. Which one will you foster? Who will you say, hey, 
You've been on my mind. Hope you're doing great. How are you doing? Who could you do that for today in a minute? Takes no time. You don't need some fucking reason. (laughs) It's better if you reach out to somebody with no reason, right? Remove some pressure. Hey, you've been on my mind. How you doing? You know, we often, this is an exercise we'll do with Joe Polish and Genius Network. He's like, write down, you know, the five most important people in your life. He's like, okay, how often do you interact with them? And we often find if they don't live in the same house with you, that those most important people you tend to interact with the least. Because you know they'll always be there, hopefully. And there's some truth to that. But aren't you missing out? And yet, annoying people, the squeaky wheels, right? Those who are DMing us for everything and everything. Can you help me with this? Can you do this extra thing for me? They get so much more time. That's backwards. That doesn't make you feel good. So can you cast a little bit of awareness there, set the intention, maybe minimize the squeaky wheels? Joe's line for that. I think he got it from some, somebody else, but I don't remember. But it's like, you know the expression, the squeaky wheel gets oiled. He's like, how about the squeaky wheel gets replaced? How about it? So can we do a little bit of that? And can you send a thank you card, somebody you love, somebody who's made an impact on you, a voice message, a little video message? Hey, you've been on my mind. The video message, you know, just makes it so much more personal and intimate. You don't got to do it that way, though. (laughs) Don't let that be the thing that holds you back. Yeah, thank you cards are amazing. And they're so good for you and the person who receives them. Because you stay in that state of gratitude. And what you appreciate, appreciates, as they say. Yes, Christine, threaten a few wheels. Yes, tell them, tell them. This is CEO work. Take a few minutes to think about it and give them one, give them a chance. How do those no's, those squeaky wheels, what would it take to turn them into a yes, to make them not squeaky? And you can be really, we have an empowered communication class. It gives you a lot of lines for this stuff. But the more sincere you are in that opening frame, the easier it is. Hey, this has been on my mind. Some of it's not easy to say, but it's really important that I propose this or tell you this or whatever. That's it. That's how you start it. And in the area of relationships, what new connection will I make? Who have you been watching? Who do you like? Right? Hey, I like the stuff you're putting out. (laughs) It's so much better if you don't have a reason if you have a reason, you know, and this it's natural, right? It's not a bad thing. Nobody's at fault. But if you have this reason and if you're reaching out because you want something, but transactional energy, right? You don't feel as good. You're awkward. And what? The outcomes verify the beliefs, right? You're awkward. They don't respond. Like, ah, see? Whereas it's fantastic if you don't have a reason. 
hey, I like your stuff. You've been, you've been on fire lately. It's great. Like, wow, thanks. How you doing? It's how you start a relationship. Really simple. And so here's the little tool where whatever jumped out at you in going through the examples, we're going to say the action that you will take in 24 hours, maybe even 24 minutes. And then you could come back and log the results, which is good to do. And sometimes, remember, there won't be results. Isn't really about the results. But something happens, right? Somebody said, thank you for the video message or whatever. You know, taking note of those little results. You get the dopamine. You're like, yeah, that's great. And you can look back and see, say, oh, that thing I did worked. So instead of procrastinating, you could go do it again. Because of course, when it comes to procrastination, the accountability piece is so important. And if you come into any resistance, like that's part of the process. Like, thank goodness we encounter that resistance. Because if we don't try and we don't meet the resistance, we're way further back. So encountering the resistance is a gift. And you could DM me and tell me about it and we could work through it. That's an, an incredible awareness opportunity. I appreciate all of you so very much. So very much. And I will see you same time, same place next week. And I look forward to continuing the conversation in our Facebook group. Have a great day, everybody.